Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ladies and gentlemen, yo, welcome to another episode of, uh, you know the fucking names, give us some, you know the fucking names, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the Negro and the Jaime. Sounds like the jerk is really out today. No, not really, <laughs> not not at all, it, 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 matter of fact, I want to dive right into happy shit. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. What is that? The dating game. Go right into the fucking emails. Um, Ken Prince, the Jew and the jerk. Hello, brother Maguire. Unlike most of the listeners of the podcast, Jerry Maguire was how I first learned of who you were. I saw the movie when it first came out, and it wasn't until later that someone... I knew told me you did impressions, and I began to like your style of comedy. Aries Ice-T is right. I know I didn't read this one, right? No, not that I can remember. God. Um, we all know you are a talented comedian with so much to offer. S- keep making the world laugh, man. Stop saying you can't act because you can. There are no small roles in Hollywood. Andrew, before the podcast, I hadn't heard of you. However, after listening, I began to search YouTube and came across two clips now, I know I didn't read this because I didn't tell you, but he saw you on two clips, right? No, no, not at all. All right, God, my fucking brain is mush. I tried to take everything off YouTube that was up there. Uh, however, after listening, I began to search YouTube and came across two clips. One of the clips is 10 minutes, and honestly, that's all I needed to see. You got some something, brother. And he puts in caps, talent. <laughs> that boy, good. Aries knows it, and I think that's where some of his frustration comes from. At least that's the feeling I got when I heard one of his episodes in which Aries was getting mad at you for not believing or trusting yourself in delivering a certain joke. But, LOL, if there is one thing that has me questioning you, it is one thing. I want to claim you, Andy, so bad. But here is my dilemma. I don't remember which episode it was, but Andy was talking about being raised by his Mexican mother. He said that Mexicans were not black and they were not white. Although, yes, they are not black per se, I would like to think that Mexicans or people of Hispanic descent are people of color. Is it that your stepfather was Jewish? This is not a combative statement by any means. This is just coming from a place of curiosity. Have you chosen to go through life identifying as a white Jewish man? That is fine, of course, however. And that is fine, of course. However, Andy, you are, capitals are, 
a person of color. What? Nigga. No. Whether you want to realize it or not, because of this, I will now claim you, Brother Andy. My dear sweet brother Numsi, the conversations you all have regarding race are important and there is no need to keep it light. In fact, when you both address race, the conversation appears to become more real. I can relate to this because I have close friends that happen to be white. And to be frank, we don't tend to have a lot of those type of conversations. So although some listeners may be bothered by the discussion, I believe that when you and Andy have these discussions, your friendship with one another becomes deeper. It becomes real. Funny enough, as I was listening to the last podcast, you guys began to read listener emails and you read an email from a gentleman that was talking about financing a project. Immediately as you read that, I came up with an idea. Aries, make sure you ask Andy if you should read this next part on the podcast. You may or may not like the idea and it's different from what your competitors are doing. Ooh, this motherfucker's long. Uh... In today's atmosphere, we tend to see a lot of comics gravitating to Netflix or other forms of media, attempting to release big comedic specials. They would be deemed the comedic giants, if you will. Aries, although you are no by means considered the little guy, I propose that your next venture take this type of position. Here is what I mean. On the podcast, you both talk about the places you visit to go eat. And because Aries is always on the road, he has built an interesting list of good places to eat. I'm not sure what the rules and regulations are when it comes to comedy clubs, but would they allow you to film? I think he meant uh, restaurants. If they do, you guys could do a hybrid series, one that involves both of you getting going to some of Aries' old spots and even new ones. Also, we get to see comedy does not comedy done not so much from the big stage, but from the smaller type venues that most fans don't see. The show would feature both you and Andy essentially road tripping across the country, which, so you know, sir, Andy and I have discussed, but. Moving on. Not only would we get to see comedy on stage, but even the shots of you guys at eating eating establishments could be fun as you interact with people. Instead of an hour-long special, it could be a series which you could potentially even market to a cable network or streaming service. I thought I would share this idea with you because when I thought about it, it truly made sense. You may have even thought about something similar. Think about it, guys. I would even film this myself. This is how ridiculously awesome this could be. It has the potential to be more than just a regular podcast. Finally, uh, I want to read this part last. It's just a small part, but I want to read it a certain way. So... Couple issues. He mentioned you and your heritage, and then he mentioned Netflix and the food show. So let's start with uh, your bagels and locks. Okay. Uh, first of all, it's not my stepfather who's Jewish. It was my uh, it's my Italian Catholic father. That was uh, it was my stepfather. That I call my father because, for all intents purposes, other than the deed, he actually raised me. So, um, but that's not that's not why. What I was trying to say is, growing up. In a Hispanic, uh, around mainly Hispanics, other than my, my father's and his family's influence, the Italian side, the stepfather, um, I grew up in a very Hispanic uh, family. And what I noticed, and this is was my point, is that um, although, uh, yes, we are people of color, but it's almost... And it's not so much today, but it was then when I was growing up, or let, let me rephrase it. It was in the neighborhood or the area that I grew up in, is that most Hispanic gentlemen, most Mexican gentlemen kept their heads down, uh, and they didn't look out for others of color. They just, because they wanted to blend. 
and I know I'm going to get shit from this from uh, the Hispanic community, and I don't know what it was, but it wasn't a standout community that was going to uh, protect others of color or uh, actually, other than in the house, embrace who they were. Outside, they wanted to blend. And maybe it was because it was a smaller town that I grew up in, Tucson, where we had a lot of Hispanics, a, a good-sized Hispanic population, and blending was just much easier because it wasn't uh, um, it, it wasn't difficult. Uh, but there's other times where I saw uh, other people of color having a hard time, and honestly, uh, not that I grew up around uh, my Jewish family very much, but I did grow around up around other Jews. Jews actually... St- would say something and I don't know why this affects me the way it does and when you want me to embrace who uh, when you talk about I don't embrace me as anything and this is the hardest part and this is what people don't get yeah I know I have a lot of Jewish friends I have a lot of black friends I have few Mexican friends and few white friends it's just it's just where my friendship fell into and I don't think of myself as anything other than a person and I know that that's easy to say (sighs) That's how I think of myself. I didn't right. say that's how I was seen. It's just that's the cliche shit. No, no, because people. when I think of myself, I don't like I, I, I and I don't think of myself as like the colors of Benetton where everybody I just enjoy everyone's culture. And so when I and I embrace everyone's culture, I enjoy other cultures. And so when I'm saying I don't think of myself as I think of myself as everything. I mean, because I. But do you lean more towards one side than the other? Do you feel like like you are one closer culturally to one side than the other? Because again, from from where I'm standing, uh, I know you say Mexican and Jew, but and maybe this is the the stupid, you know, uh, ignorant way to look at it. But you know, you look like a white man. You look like a Jew. Yeah. You know, I don't get no. I don't feel Mexican from you. No. My, I, I don't, I, and you say I look like a Jew, but if I took off the beard, do you think I'd still look like a Jew to you? No, you'd even, you look more like a white man, like, like a regular white guy. I, I you know. That's Louis C.K. is Mexican. Right. And he don't, he don't seem to want to even identify with being Mexican. He, he talks about it, but I don't think that, the, I, I, I think culturally, because I, I look the way that I do. I don't think that the the Mexican side of my family looked at I think they looked at me a little different. Right. And the Jewish side of my family looked at me a little different. What would you say that you do that's deemed Mexican? Like in terms of how you operate, what you do from a cultural standpoint. If somebody were to see you do it, if another Mexican were to see you do it, they would go, Oh, that's some us shit. That's what we do. That's Mexican shit. Uh, I use tortillas a lot when I eat. <laughs> I know oh, that's gonna say no, 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 no. I, this, this is true though. See, this is this is what you when you go over uh, when you go over to a Mexican dude's house and shit that you want to eat and you just know that's a fork and knife item. Yeah, it's not. It's not. What is it? It's a tortilla item. What do you mean? We eat with tortillas. So give me an example. What do you mean? I mean, you might. Um, like when you say you would think that's a knife and fork item, but it's a tortilla item. What would I look at and think knife and fork, but you go for the tortilla? If you if you went in there and you saw some, and I'm, I'm making this very generic. If you went and saw a plate and some dude put some beans on it, right? You, you think a, a fork or a spoon, right? Oh, so you'd use a tortilla a t- to sop it up. A tortilla, you just pick that up with the tortilla. You just put it like that, and that's how you oh, eat okay. it. Okay, see, I um, know that. Um, now, 
I don't always have tortillas, so sometimes I use a fork and a knife. I hang out. My, my girl's white. She's but white. She is Irish white. I don't know what they are. They do potatoes, I guess. So mm-hmm. uh, when I'm with her, we don't always have tortillas in the house. We don't always have bread. So, because um, we're trying to eat healthy, but yeah, that's uh, that that would be something that you would say. Oh, that's that's some Mexican shit. But as far as as anything culturally, right. I I've really worked hard. I, I don't know. I, it's not even work. I have appreciated other cultures so much that I enjoy things from all cultures. And then when I say that I don't see myself as as something, I really have embraced as many cultures as that I've enjoyed. And and I, I've looked at the world in a different way. That it is, it is, it is, it is ridiculous to me the idea that certain people, mainly white people, are scared of other cultures. I don't know what they think it's going to do when you learn and embrace those cultures. Well, I think that they 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 embrace what works for them. They embrace what's fun for them. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of white people that love Mexican food to death, but don't want nothing to do with Mexicans. You know, it's like they love black culture. They love our music. They love our style. They love our swagger. They love our dialogue. But don't want nothing to do with niggas. But Anthony Bourdain was one of those people who really just showed through the influence of food. You can embrace cultures. But- yeah, but he's one of the white guys that dive head deep, you know, into that. He, he was one of the white guys that dove head deep into that type of shit. Well, aside from getting to travel all over the world, put me in that category. Because I enjoy... You'd be more like an Anthony Bourdain. I'm not looking to embrace... Uh, like some inner uh, culture that I have, I'm looking to to ex- experience all cultures and really embrace human race as 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 people. I enjoy people. I really I hate people. This is the funniest thing. I hate groups of people. I hate groups of people because in a group of people, uh, there's usually a leader in that group, and and everybody's uh, will and thought bends towards that one person. Right. But when you have individuals. When it's just two people, two people, and and there's there's been some documentaries and some specials, but you could take two people that hate each other racially, but you can put them in a room together, and once they start talking and they see each other for who they are, they realize, as, and as this is cliche to say, but they're they're more the same than they are not. Right. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I listen. I I I said uh, it would be it would be horrible to to like. Why would you want to lock yourself off? from other races and other nationalities and other cultures because when you experience those things they're great things to experience but don't get me wrong if you know if the day of reckoning was coming and i had to pick a side (laughs) i'm going with the niggas um um, and and i have a love-hate relationship with my own people because when i recognize the beauty of what black people bring to life you know, the fact that, you know, we've been trendsetters, we've we've basically we were the start of civilization, our music, our culture, all that shit. We add the Tabasco to the chicken, the adobo to the rice and beans. We are the kick and the flavor of life. Um, but sometimes, you know, uh, there's that other side, that that real niggerish side, which makes me sick. I can't, I, I can't stand to see black women in public with scarves and rags on their head. Like, bitch, take that shit off your head. You look like the stereotype, like a slave. I don't like seeing black... Bitch, get your hair done when you come to public and look presentable. I hate seeing fucking black women with scarves and rags on their heads. It's To me, it's lazy. And it's, and it's, and it's a fucking... It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a... It's an idea... An ideology. Like, like a fucking... 
you know, get out of that mentality. That that's that nigga shit, you know, and it makes me sick. But what do you what do you think about when you see a white girl that has braids? Like like you mean like uh cornrows and shit? Yeah, braids. Yeah, I'm not for it. Because do you think that they're trying to so to a de- to a degree, or do you think they're embracing a culture that they're looking at? Yeah, and going, they're embracing. I, I, like I, this. I know, I know, they're embracing it, and and which I guess is a good thing. Uh, but again, I feel like they want to take the good parts of it and throw away the rest, and that to me is an insult. You know, it's it's uh, okay. You like Mexican food, but then be sympathetic to the plight of Mexicans and what they go through. Don't just come in and like our food, like your food, and then bounce. Don't just like the hairstyle and then bounce. It's, I, I don't know. You know, it's 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 like a. It's it's almost like you know, you know, when the slave master would come to the slave quarters to fuck the women and then bounce. You want to come enjoy the black pussy, but you want to you know fuck her even though she's got a, a a husband and what that does to him and she's got black chili yeah i just i don't know i i just embrace us embrace all of it don't just take what works for you embrace all of it but there has to be an entrance into it i'm not, I'm not saying that's the right entrance i just i wanted to see what your opinion on that was but there has to be an entrance you have to you have to get to know someone you you the reason you get to know someone usually is because you like something about them. Okay, well, you then, find them all right, interesting. Well, then start with a different entrance. Get to know the bad parts first. <laughs> let's let's cre- let's care- show me you care first. Well, then you, enjoy my motherfucking hot wings and chicken. With that's hot sauce almost and grits. like how I think a relation. Like if you have a relationship with someone, you're supposed to embrace the bad parts first. Because if you can love the bad parts, then the good shit's going to be easy. I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. I really think that people need to uh, – I really – I don't like the idea that we have to be separate. I like the idea. This is what America was supposed – well, uh, you're not going to let me walk into that by myself right now. The idea – my idea of what America was supposed to be was when everybody – everybody had their own space in the world. And then Amer- in America, as I see it today, it didn't happen this way, so I don't want anybody starting to send in emails yet – it's supposed to be every culture that mixes together to make a great culture, but it doesn't like anything that simmers. It has to simmer on the pot. And as you add new things that has to simmer with the rest of the, as you put it, the gumbo, it doesn't just come together. It's not a flavor that happens at one in one moment. And I know there's been plenty of time for things to have come together, but we're still a young country. We're still simmering. Mm. Uh, second part of the pot of the email, uh, the Netflix thing. Um, yeah, dude, let me let me give you the cliff notes because I don't want to get too far into this because I've said this a million times. Listen, there is a there is a there is a perception in a cloud that hangs over me. Netflix has turned me down. When I shot my special, uh, the comedy blueprint, it was done through Comedy Dynamics, um, and it ended up coming out on Amazon. Which in the world of Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. I don't know what the peck. Well, Netflix is the big dog. Um, now, where the pecking order goes from there, I'm not sure what's bigger, Hulu or Amazon. I think both are growing, um, but make no mistake about it, Netflix is the big dog on the block. Point being, uh, other than, and I don't even think Hulu does comedy specials, but other than at that time, Comedy Dynamics slash Amazon decided to pick me up. I had shot. When I was both in Philly and D.C., I hired a camera crew, professional camera crew, to come shoot me, do my set. 
at both the DC Improv and Helium in Philly, two of the strongest clubs <clears throat> that I did. I have the best reaction, and both sets were explosive. Um, my manager shopped it around to every fucking network: Showtime, HBO, Netflix, Comedy Central. They all turned me down. Nobody wanted to do it. Um, whether it was because the material was too racy, the Caitlyn Jenner bit, the bit I do on gays, uh, they all turned me down. And Netflix, um, my manager told me that when they saw that Corey Holcomb incident on 5150, a couple of the executives from Netflix actually laughed and said, good for him. I deserved it, uh, because of the perception that I'm such a dick. So yeah, they, they, they laughed and said they thought I deserved it, um, so that's the reason why when people come up to me and go, hey, man, you should do a Netflix special. It's like, dude, I, I would love to. But they said no to me. Um, so Amazon was willing to do it. And the unfortunate thing about that is Amazon is not Netflix. Um, I don't think a lot of people have Amazon like that. I, it, it, that Amazon has money and they're growing and they're starting to do that. But you're right. They don't have they don't market the same way. Netflix yeah, is. not at all. So that's why a lot of people didn't see my special. Uh, unless you had Amazon and you paid for it, like once you get your subscription to Netflix for the month, you you know yeah, you're good. you got access to everything. But with Amazon, every individual piece of material you want to see, you got to pay for. So between that, I knew it wasn't going to be as accessible. But then I checked my Instagram today, and somebody said, "Man, I'm watching your comedy blueprint," and they screenshot it from their TV. It's on Stars, so I guess you know. Now it's playing on stars. But again, in the world of media, stars ain't HBO. It ain't even Showtime. Showtime ain't HBO. It's the big boy in the block. So if I ha- if it aired on Comedy Central, if it aired on HBO, if it aired on Netflix, uh, just things might be a little bit different. Um, but to answer your question, dog, um, there it is. So I- I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out or having to figure out a way to finagle my shit from a different way. Um, Now, going further, uh, the thing you mentioned about me and Andy on the road. uh, We even talked about it yesterday. Yeah, we even talked. We actually talked about this before. Uh, We we, we would like to do something like that. And I got to say. Comedy cuisine. Comedy cuisine. Or comics and cuisine. I got to thank Andy. Uh, He introduced me to uh, Maggiano's. (laughs) And let me tell you something, man. It's a chain. It's a chain, but Italian food slash pasta is my weakness. That's my kryptonite. Uh, And I know what I know. I don't think we've really delved into this too much. We don't have to do it now, but just make a note for future podcasts. I'd like to know what you guys' favorite food is. Email me, AriesSpears45 at Hotmail or Andy's email. Uh, Funnyhappens at gmail.com. Because we'd like to know what your favorite food is so we could dive into this. But anyway... Of all the foods, soul food, American, Jamaican, and I know I'm about to pick, piss, piss off the Mexicans. Um, I'm not really a big Mexican food fan, but when I do want Mexican food, oh, God, please forgive me. Um, I love tacos and burritos. <laughs> Number one to me is Taco Bell. Number two is Chipotle. I don't like authentic, authentic Mexican food. It just doesn't. It doesn't grab me. Do you ever do uh, what's what's the California taco place? California taco. Place. It's in California all the time. To- uh, the where they have they have burgers too. It's a chain. Yeah, Del Taco. 
Yeah, I, I got the runs one time. I like Del Taco, Taco way better. I, than, I, I, yeah. I like their their they have a bacon egg quesadilla that I would fucking gorge on. But Italian food is my weakness. Um, one of my favorite restaurants, uh, and they have it in New York and Vegas, Carmine's. And they did you did you go? Yeah, you went. Yeah, yeah. we went to New York. Yeah. yeah, Carmine's, and they specialize in family style portions, like like fucking true authentic Italian. Big fucking like coffee table sizes. Drop it off in the middle of the table. Oh, everybody my gets God. And Carmine's is top notch. But this fucking Maggiano's. And yesterday we had the flatbread sausage pizza. Yeah. Sausage, Italian, Italian sausage and peppers. And this fucking lobster bacon. What the fuck? It was a cabana Something with some fucking garlic. Let me tell you something, man. When you eat, there's nothing sexier than eating at an authentic Italian restaurant with the fucking Dean Martin playing a glass of fucking wine. I feel like a fucking mobster. I, f- I feel, I, and, and it might be annoying like sometimes, but I, hold up. I was, I, I would, I would, Talk, our waitress was so sweet too, little uh, chunky girl, blonde chunky girl. <laughs> I tipped her three hundred dollars on a forty eight dollar because it was I, my mood was right, the food was good. She was so fucking charming, but I'm it's it, it's it's literally like you know you. Oh, jeez. It brought me back to fucking Jay-Z. The fucking sausage and peppers. The, and it was, and, and let me tell you something. Jersey, them Italians out there, um, fucking Times Square once a year would shut down. Like from fucking, from fucking like 58th Street all the way down to about 42nd. The whole street's closed off. On the right and the left side, you got just booths. Of people cooking food, funnel cakes, the sausages and the peppers, uh, selling shit, merchants. It's like a festival. Yeah. And only there do you get the true, and, and people from Jersey and the East Coast know what I'm talking about. When you bite into the sausage, you taste the fennel. You hear the snap. The fucking sausage and peppers. <laughs> it's fucking the garlic. Oh, my God. It fucking feels like Vanessa Del Rio porn sex in your mouth, nigga. It, uh, I hit you with... And any time the food is good, I hit Andy with the fucking Robert De Niro analyze this. <laughs> you. Nah, 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 nah. You. Fucking magnificent, nigga. Dude, one time I was in uh, Little Italy, though. For real, Little Italy. And they had... Uh, some In front of a restaurant, they had uh, the baked goods... And they had cannolis, fresh cannolis mm-hmm. around there. And I'm walking by. I'm high as fuck. Mm. And so I get the big cannoli because they, get, they come in a couple sizes. Cause big cannolis, fucking yeah. monster. So I'm, and I'm high. And I was going to eat it when I got home, but I just started eating it on yeah. the street. And then I have my beard that I have yeah. right now. And by the time I got where I was going. <laughs> you had white cream all over I your had, mouth? It was, the, it was the, you know how they put the, 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 the powdered sugar on it? Yeah. All the time. It's just all over my shirt, all over my beard. <laughs> That's a good eating. <laughs> Fuck. I was a mess. Let me tell you something, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, 
and, 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 and I, I want to get into because I'm really going to try to do better on social media as far as content. Uh, like I really want to make a make it a goal of mine to come up with these characters that I perform, and I want to come up because the whole time we were eating, I'm thinking, and I want to come up with this Italian character because one thing about Italians that I absolutely love is the fucking colorful flair these motherfuckers have, and I and I was even, I, even when we got back from last from yesterday to even today before you came over to the podcast, I was going over some of the shit that I want to do. Like I was thinking about two guys having a conversation and just the, the honesty of Italians that mean no harm. You know, like, uh, let me ask you some fucking question. Not for nothing. How would you feel if your daughter was fucking a titsu? Hey, look, not, not for nothing, but you know me, I grew up different. You know, I, I grew up with the fucking spades. So you know me, I love everybody. I'm being honest with you. My daughter's married to a fucking eggplant. The fuck out of here. Oh, my God, let me tell you something. If my old man found out I was fucking a shine, forget about it. Like, I just, the fucking words these motherfuckers use. Um, like, they talk about black people having Ebonics. Italians got their own Ebonics, Dude, too. I said it yesterday. You guys are the same people. Yes. In a, one, however you want to look at it, a positive and negative right. picture. Just yes. flip it. Yes. Let me, let me I'm, I'm going to spell something, and you tell me if you know what this word is. Uh, B-O- T A Y A S. B O. Don't write it down. I have to. I, Don't write it down. B O. T A Y A S. No, I can't even say it. The English way to say it, the proper way to say it, is the both of you. Hey, knock it off. The both of you. The both of you. That's how they fuck. That, that's amazing to me. Hey, the two of you. Let me tell you something. Oh, here's another one. Ready? Oh, you might get this one. This is a little bit easier. H e l h e a l t. I gotta see it. H- no, I can't. I, I, I gotta the write it. The proper down. way to say it is health. So, so <laughs> health. They don't pronounce the H. Hey, fucking Andy. Not for nothing. How's your health? Health. It's your fucking health. Hey, you know, my wife, she's breaking my fucking balls. I just got canned for my fucking job. But other than that, you know, hey, hey, at least you still have your health. Your wife, she's giving you a hard time. Here's what you do to both of these. You go down to Florida. You sit on the beach, you get a couple of fucking cocktails with the umbrellas. You know, you have to do some of this, some of that. You come back. Next thing you know, you're rejuvenated. You're in good fucking health. You ever been to Florida? The fuck I know about it. Fucking love it, dude. I could I could sit and Italians, old school Italian dudes, especially the fat ones with the with the gold chains and the wife beaters, them niggas just smell like olive oil. They just smell like sausage and olive oil. Dude. I love it. This is why I say crossing these cultures, look how good this is. But I I, I don't want to get you off this Italian thing, but right. I, 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 I I I wanna make the Mexican people the few that might listen to this podcast know and, and this and I have to say it, you you're short selling yourself on Mexican food because you are getting people in America are used to like Sonoran Mexican food, which is honestly it's the peasant food. The what's beans Sonoran. Uh, it's it's like uh Sonoran Mexico. It's just it's what's on just south of the border. And that is uh the beans, the rice, the tacos, the that's the peasant food. 
Go down. That's peasant food? It's the peasant food uh, of Mexico. It is. Go down to Mexico City. That They will out-chef any chef. So what's considered the non-peasant food, like the top top tier? The adobos, the stuff that you're talking the about. The seasoning. The seasoning. That real, if you go to Mexico, and you, uh, Mexico City, or you go to like real uh, Spanish-style Mexican cooks, Man, this it's a whole different world of, of food. And then you go to Texas, and they have the Tex-Mex, which, that, which is the, the, the Mexican food with the, with the Texas uh, influence. But that's not the real deal. Mexico City, it's, it's, it's culinary. It's real. It's not – and I have nothing – I like the Sonoran food. Right. I like beans. I, I, beans are part of my uh, regular diet. I have to have right. rice and beans at least once a week. Right. Uh, so it's, that's not – uh, and I love to, I love tacos. I like hard shell tacos. I, I like angry food. I have to have that crunch in my ear. That mm-hmm. makes me. There's something about right. that, that makes me feel good. But um, that, you got to try. I, I'm I'm going to take you when we go to Phoenix. I'm going to take you to a, a Mexican restaurant. that's going to blow your mind. And it, it's a small. I little hope bit. so, dude. Because I'm going to tell you where were we when we went to that one Mexican spot that was like authentic Mexican. Remember, uh, we took the Uber San Antonio. Oh, in San Antonio. Yeah, and that was like. That was top-notch shit. It was good, but it wasn't... I, I want to take you to this, but I took... Uh, you know, I, And I respect this dude uh, as a comic, but as a world traveler, Tom Rhodes. I don't know if you... you know, I've heard the name. Him. He used to have that show in the 90s, Mr. Rhodes. And it was, he played a teacher. Mm. Uh, he didn't have a home for 10 years. He just traveled all over the world. And I took him to this, to this little Mexican joint that, I, that we have there that's... Uh, it's it's Mexican owned. It's mm-hmm. from and they make fucking food that is unbelievable. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it feels like true authentic. And is and and is that how you supposed to say it? Mexican. Mexican. I don't say, it, but then I would also have to take a taxi cab. So I don't. <laughs> so um, I don't say it that way. I feel like it's one of those things that I'm supposed to like. And I want to like it because I like all I like I like beans I like meat I like cheese I like breading, but for some reason I don't know it just don't grab me like that. Man, I gotta take I, I gotta take you to some places that are like real places that I real yeah. quick. Um, I'm gonna do a bit uh, that I used to do when I did the Italians. Uh, this this was from actually my special. Uh, I was talking about how old school Italians like black people we're we're enamored. With Italian culture, especially gang culture, the gangsters, Bugsy Siegel, uh, Luke Luciano, uh, fucking uh, what was the fucking John Gotti, rappers. They love Italians, and I said in this bit, I go, it's crazy because we worship these Italian mob movies and these Italian gangsters, but the truth is, old school Italians don't like niggas. They can't stand us. But so how could we embrace something that calls us mulians and fucking spades? So I did this bit where I talked about I went into a bar and old school Italians will say the most racist thing in front of you. But as long as they end it with no offense, it's okay. <laughs> so I go I I went into an Italian neighborhood to go meet up with a friend. And uh I walk in and this is right around the time I'm on Mad TV and these couple of four or five old school Italian dudes just off in the corner. They see me and they go, fucking there he is. The fucking guy from Mad TV. Mr. Spears, I gotta tell you, you're the best, my friend. You're the fucking best. <clears throat> Our kids, they fucking love you. We watch you every Saturday. Bartender for my friend. My man, we know what you people drink. The fucking Hennessy. So he gets me the drink and goes, 
And he goes on to tell us with his group of guys and he tells this story. And clearly I'm within earshot, but he doesn't give a fuck. It's the most racist shit ever. You, Mikey, Tommy, you hear about Richie? Guy's in fucking jail doing a bed. Caught his wife fucking a Moulin. Can you believe that? I mean, let's be honest. Between you and me, we always knew Jeannie had a thing for the pepper. But to actually fucking eggplant. You imagine that poor guy kisses his wife goodbye, goes to work. He goes, honey, I'm gone. He's on the road. He's not even three blocks from the house. He realizes, whoa, forgot my fucking glasses. Goes back into the house, kicks open the bedroom door. This year is getting the old brazil from Curious George. Can you imagine your wife fucking an eggplant? Uh, Maron. At least it wasn't none of our wives. Maron, God forbid. Hey, Aries, no offense. Salud. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... But yeah, man, we love it. We 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 absolutely love it. Um, let me read the last part of this. Uh, finally, I just want to say thank you both for the past three years. I've been in law school, and this podcast has got me through the hardest year yet. You have no idea. Both of you guys, fellas, both of you fellas, genuinely seem like good dudes, and I want nothing but the best for you in the future. To all your health, your success, and your happiness, all the best. Now I'm going to read that last part as the Italian guy. All right, here we go. Finally, I just want to say to the Baltis, for the past three years, I've been in law school, and this podcast has got me through the hardest fucking years yet. You have no fucking clue. The Baltis fellas are genuinely seem like good guys. Man, I want nothing but the best for you. Nothing but the fucking best. In the future, to your health, your success, and your happiness. All the fucking best. To the fucking Jaime and the nigga. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> here we go um that was that was done very eloquently you yeah, see there yeah. we go we fucking got class um shamor emery i think this is one of the very few females uh that we get it from shamor emery good for andy la familia please make sure andy sees this I know he gets a lot of shit for not taking sides, so I felt compelled to give him props for episode 83. I always enjoy the back and forth between you two. Most of the time, I can tell the, the point he's trying to make, even when he fails miserably. <laughs> Which is why I've said to you, Andy, I know what you're trying to say. But sometimes your execution is a little out of order. But anyway, I'm a firm believer if you only align yourself with people who think like you, you've reduced your chance to grow and learn. That's why your discussions are good. Today, I heard the passion in his voice and questions. He was truly upset with Connor's past and the hypocrisy of those decisions. Andy was not letting him slide, and I appreciated it. He did so while still acknowledging Connor as changed. I thought it was a good job by him. Now enough ball washing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if there's a person to wash a nigga's nuts, it's you, baby. I have to take him to task for the comment. I'm paraphrasing here. We're the only mammals who still drink milk as adults. This argument drives me insane. We're also the only mammals who have cell phones, automobiles, and airplanes. So by his logic, he still communicates via letters and uses a horse, wagon, and transportation and uses boats to leave North America. We're at the top of the food chain. Take advantage and enjoy the perks. P.S. Of course, you did a great job, too, and I think Connor's recruitment and redemption is important for everyone to hear i just wanted this email to focus on andy you two keep up the great work yours is one of the few podcasts i genuinely look forward to hearing thank you bitch (laughs) andy it's all you baby uh no i i was irritated with him and i don't feel there's a little bit of a problem that i had and i I, this isn't a slight on connor but because 
his commitment to to being uh, in a what was this? I forgot the name. Aryan. It was the Aryan, Aryan Strike Force. Force. To be in that in that gang and have your your it's almost like he was playing the game. That's what would bothered me about it so much because mm-hmm. he you have your Jewish wife at home, you have your black friends in the neighborhood. And, and what do you and, and you're traveling to become a to become a, a Aryan Brotherhood member? Right. Yes. There's some. There. There. He he needs some. I, I hope he gets some more. Uh, as he talks about it more, maybe a little bit more help because there's there's definitely there another issue. Right. But when I saw those tattoos, man, I don't understand how his wife and his friends could put up with him. For well, like I said, black people, we've always been overly tolerant. We've always been too forgiving. Uh, and it, you know what? And that alludes to what you say in your joke about black grandmas. Yeah. That's how black people have always been. The caretakers, the nannies, you know, we, we call, baby. Ain't nothing more relaxing than jumping into the bosom of a 300-pound black bitch with 200-pound titties apiece. Oh, baby, let mom make you something to eat. You know, that's always how we've been. We've all black with black people have always been the big titties to the world. <laughs> Don't even know. Come here, how baby. To address- Come here, baby. Come on, put your head in these big chocolate mountains. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Uh, but you, you, if you're if your friend, if you had uh, and most women, you go his wife. Unless your wife is a cunt. Most women, period, are very nurturing and forgiving not when he, uh, listen uh my girl's not even jewish but let's say i come home tomorrow i go let's say i go to new jersey this week to go see my girl and i take a day off from her and i go to whatever that town was and i come back to do the podcast with you and i have uh some swastikers stickers and some other shit on my body uh my girl isn't gonna isn't not gonna live with me there and uh, you're not going to do the podcast with me anymore. Well, I'm going to do the podcast with you. I'm just beat the shit out of you for every episode. That's all. <laughs> it's it's just I, I don't know. It was it was, it was it, looking back on it. There were some more questions I wish I would have asked. But you know, if he's out, if he's out of it, that's fine. Right. That's fine. That's that, get, let, let, let the dude live. Uh, if he if he, if he recognizes and he's changing his mistake and, and helping other people, I don't know. My my thing, and we talked about it. I was disappointed a little bit. And yeah. Connor, if you're listening to this, uh, please don't take slight to this. But I was expecting a frothing at the mouth, you know, fucking, well, you know, it was just one time. You know, I took out a platoon of niggas. You know, I was expecting a platoon. <laughs> platoon of niggas. I was expecting harsh stories, some American History X. I put that nigga's teeth on the curb. And it was almost like he was racist light. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't what I, I thought. I thought we were going to have juicy stories. You know, how he slapped the shit out of niggas and, you know, got ready to lynch niggas and, and you know, and this big Oprah crying moment. And I turned it around because he had a revelation on the toilet. You know, I just, I, I thought we were going to get some fucking juice. I, I know. I saw your face. I know you were looking for. Yeah, I was looking for the Larry King interview. Yeah, what? You know, better for him that he uh, probably that he wasn't in that situation. Yeah, probably. Um, thank you, uh, Shemari, Emery, uh, Shamor, if I said any of that right. Um, George Medina. Hey, Aries, saw your show in Irvine the other day and you killed it, bro. 
my boy had never been to a comedy show, so you popped this comedy cherry. All right, with your sweet ass. Come get your mad ass in this pool with me. Matter of fact, that's the movie line for today. Uh, I want you to tell me what it is. For the guy that got it right, I'm going to read it. I'm going to send you a T-shirt. Check this out. Here, I'm going to go deep with this. If somebody can tell me what this next movie line is, I will send you an iPhone. Are you fucking kidding? No, I'm putting my dick on the table, nigga. Listen. That was my balls. Uh, I'll send you an iPhone. I, because I, I feel like if we do shit like that, people will spread the word. Yo, you can listen to uh, Spears and Steinberg and get a goddamn iPhone. Ready? Here's the line. Oh, I love it when you talk dirty to me. Come get your mad ass in this pool with me. You know what it is? No. That's a shame. You're a comedian, too. <sighs> anyway, um, just a couple of... One more time. I'll say it after this. Just a couple of quick things. You always talk about Joe Rogan. Oh, I'm so tired of this. And his little circle. I listen to all those podcasts, and I think your style of comedy is a little too raw for them. But one of his inner circle would be perfect for you. Joey Diaz is just as raw and fucking hilarious, and he's from New York, and he's fucking at that. No, he's not Italian. No, he's not. He's Cuban. But I thought you read this one. Did I? Yeah. No, I didn't because he quotes what the movie was that oh, okay. I said last week. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Someone else said that, though, then. Uh, yeah, Joey Diaz is raw and fucking alive from New York. You two on a podcast would be fucking killer. Love the podcast. Fucking love your stand-up. Keep doing your thing, brother. Don't ever let anybody tell you to tone that shit down. By the way, the movie quote from last week was Hudlum with Lawrence Fishburne, Andy Garcia, and fucking Roth. What the fuck? I'm, I should know this guy. He's such a beast. Man, place dead man's balls upon me, queen. Cicely Tyson, it was from Hudlum. So, sir, you, George Medina, will be getting an autographed T-shirt from me, uh, Utah's White People's Africa. Email me your address, and I'll send that right out. Now, again, the line for this week is, ooh, I love it when you talk dirty to me. Come get your mad ass in this pool with me. If you can guess that next week, uh, you'll get an iPhone. And here's what I want you to do. We need to prove that I'm not just making shit up to get people. We got to somehow figure out a way to post that. I want a picture of you with this iPhone. I want you to write that I, I'm assigned the iPhone. And I want you to send me a picture of you with the signed iPhone so I can post it. And people know I ain't bullshit. Okay. Um... Here's another guy that guessed it, but uh, it's too late. He was the first one, brother. Um, should I read this one first? Hold on. Yeah, this one is short, too. Um, Soul Bro 76. Thanks for the read, gentlemen. It'll be quick. I was watching the episode of Mad TV on the late night when Aries was beating the brakes off of Dorothy and Wizard of Oz sketch. My guy, I was in fucking tears. I laughed so loud, my moms came in and pulled some Mortal Kombat shit on me. Finish him. And ass whooping well worth it. Peace and love. I got to say, Soul Bro, that actually was one of my favorite episodes. We did an episode called The Wizard, the Lost Wizard of Oz footage. Uh, and we had a midget chick come on who was one of the you know, midgets supposedly uh, from, the, from the TV, from the movie. Right. And she had aged. But this was like a, you know, I forget how you do it. But some dra- type of dramatic reenactment. Um, and she was basically saying how she was one of the last surviving actual midgets that starred in Wizard of Oz and there was a deleted scene and the scene 
was involved with an extra character. So there was the Tin Man, there was the Lion, there was the Scarecrow, there was Dorothy, there was Toto, and then there was Jasper, the one-legged slave. And I was Jasper. And I was stuck on a barbed wire fence, and I wanted to go see the wizard. We did a big song and dance. And I got to say to Jen Aspinall, who was the makeup artist, the head makeup artist, she should have won a fucking Emmy for that. The fucking everybody looked the part. It took five hours for Will to do to get to be made to look like the lion, and everybody's impression. <laughs> he had it down. Pat Kilbane is the scarecrow. Mike McDonald is the Tin Man, and uh, Mo Collins is Dorothy. End of the sketch. Uh, I end up not going to go see the wizard because I'm fucking Dorothy in a bush. And uh, you just see her two legs in the air with the red shiny sandals and my one leg in between. And I'm banging the shit out of her <laughs> as all the fucking the, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Lion look on. Truly one of the funniest sketches we've ever shot. So thank you, brother. Um, this one I really want to get to. He just names Hoodlum too. I tell you what, his name, I love this nigga's name, Leroy Furious. Um. No, no, fuck that. He got it wrong. He said the quote is from King of New York. Ah, uh, no. Nah, sorry, Leroy. But I love your name, nigga. Um, that is a strong... That's a comic book name. Nigga, that is a 70s black exploitation. Yeah. I'm kicking ass name. As a matter of fact, when I hear your name, nigga, I just see you, you know what I'm saying? Almost like Shaft, nigga. Yeah, Leroy Furious, this is a badass nigga, you know who he is, he don't take no shit, Leroy Furious makes them white hunky pigs squeal, he'll fuck a white bitch till her hair falls out, this nigga's dick is as long as jazz music. Everything he wears is leather. And that ain't sweat on his balls. Nigga, that's cool juice. If this nigga walked into a room and pulled his dick out, the whole room would get dark. This is Leroy Furious. One badass Negro. Like your name, nigga. Dope. Leroy Furious. Cool juice. Cool juice, nigga. (laughs) I wear leather briefs. That's not sweat. That's cool juice. Has a menthol smell and a mint taste. Yeah, Leroy. I've got cool juice balls. Leroy, I'm going to send you a t-shirt anyway, nigga, just because your name is Leroy Furious. I love it, motherfucker. Uh, Let me see. I think I got one more. Henry Duran. Oh, I want to read this one dude who just started off fucking... Oh, G. Justice was the one that said it was hoodlum. I tell you what, since they're only t-shirts, Leroy, G. Justice, and Soul Bro, I'll send you all one. But the iPhone, I can't be just buying. Well, how much is the iPhone 10? Yeah, like a thousand bucks. Is it really? Yeah, like 800 or something. I think, no, oh, nine, 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 nine hundred. 
Nine ninety nine, I think. All right, I'm gonna send you niggas uh, iPhone ten box. <laughs> uh, Michael Ricketts. What's up, Aries? Last week's podcast with the ex-white supremacist was great. It was good to see his views during and after his time with Andy. Andy did a great job with the questions. I was thinking if maybe you guys could start an Ask an Interview with different guests. Just a thought. Also, whenever you guys get back to Salt Lake City, oof, that's where the t-shirt idea came from. (laughs) Throw me on the podcast. I'll put up $150 for 30 minutes. Black guy in Utah. Laugh out loud. Just saying. One more thing, Avengers Endgame, who is going to take out Thanos? Personally, might be the Hulk, since he got his business handed to him last time. Peace. Number one podcast, number two, he put the number sign, two-hour podcast. Okay. Well, thank you, Michael. Um, You know, I got to say, I think think Hulk will beat his ass, but I think Iron Man will finish him off, because I really think Tony is the... Michael Jackson of the group. And they got to let the star do his thing. Um, Where's Henry's? Where's Henry's? Henry is such a bit of loyal guy. What are you looking for, Andy? I was giving you prices of the... Uh, of the phone? Yeah, but I, oh. I think it's seven ninety seven six ninety nine, and then uh, $9.99. Oh, okay. For the XR. Um, Henry Duran, this episode you have to watch, which... You have not mentioned and that delves a bit more into race than any other episode is The Wizard. The guy they picked for Elaine's guy was perfect. Seinfeld and race. Do you remember this? Yeah, but I don't remember it being. I got to watch it again because he, he's the the, the whiz. Uh, yeah, it's about. Uh, he's uh, he was on the commercial. He was the whiz from the uh, the discount right. store. He put this in, in bold letters, which is to you. Andy, you are partly right in saying 19 to 20-year-old girls are people's prime physical age. Again, I'm 30. And in part because I look real young, maybe 25, even younger, when I shave my beard. I've been able to date and hook up with real young girls. Not 18, but close. It's only in the last couple of years that I've hooked up with ladies around 30 and even close to 40. And God, yes, their bodies are not the same, unfortunately. But damn, aren't they grateful. Now for men, the age that attract women, now for men, the age that attract women the most are older. I would say late 20s, maybe 30s is men's prime, as long as the man takes care of his body, as I really, as I really have. Women like older guys for many reasons. I have never done as well with women as I have at age 30. Think about who are chosen as the sexiest man alive each year. They're older. They want an experienced, distinguished gentleman. Well, then my dick looks like Morgan Freeman, nigga. <laughs> Top actors. <laughs> Spot on. DiCaprio and Clooney. Aries you, are, Aries, you said exactly what was on my mind. My man Brad Pitt is killer, too. He's underrated as an actor, and he's not been just a pretty motherfucker. Leo is maybe my top five. I would put him in The Departed as one of his best. Lastly, you got to say Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. If you find it a bit slow, just stick with it towards the end. I promise you won't be disappointed. I will put it as top 10 movies since 2000. What is viable on TV slash movies? Since the 50s, it seems like we have gone through a bell curve. I think it means ball curve. Is it bell bell, curve? Bell Bell curve in terms of what is able to fly in popular culture. Since the 50s or before, popular culture was slowly allowed for TV and movies to broaden what is deemed 
permissible. And since maybe 2005 or so, we've been heading in the reverse direction. If you had to pick 10 years, would you say the height of anything goes on TV and movies would be from 1994 to 2004 or so? Aries and Andy, who is your favorite Latin comedian? Henry. What you want to tackle? Um, well, Daniel Day-Lewis, first of all, I think is an extraordinary actor. He mm-hmm. was Gangs in New York as well. Right. Uh, but he only does a movie every... Patrice mentioned that. Like he's one of those great actors that do a movie once every 10 years. Yeah. Right. So it's hard for me to put him in that same category because he's... Well, not necessarily. Big, no, because he's, Big, Biggie only had two albums. and He's perceived as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Biggie's career ended before he could... Okay, but I'm else. just saying. I'm no, saying... Look any, at the body of work, though. No, it's outstanding. He's one of the greatest actors, but I wouldn't put him in a commercial category of actors. These guys are... They turn out movies. They make money. There's, right. there's, they're big actors. Uh, Daniel, he's an artist. I'm going to put him under artist, and not he's not a commercial actor. That's that was help me out here. Uh, when he asked the question, "What is viable on TV slash movies?" His question ex- is exactly what because I kind of got lost. I think it just means like what 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 is permissible by society now. You know, because like like when we're talking about Seinfeld, I right. said those episodes you couldn't do anymore. Right, uh, you couldn't do all in the family today. Right, it, it seems like from a. F- I say the '70s is when things really opened up, though. I think in terms, it feels like in terms of race, um, that's always such a hot button issue. They steer away. It's it's going backwards, not going backwards, but uh, going like you said, all in the family wouldn't be allowed. It's going safe, safe. But in terms of language, I'm watching TV sometimes and I hear shit, asshole. And, and things where re- I go, they're not bleeping that. You can really make out fuck. They just put a little beep at the right at the, f- and they let the uck fly. So it's a, it's like yuck. Right. You, you're still getting it. Right. Which at that point, why? Just like first of all, we know kids curse. When kids aren't around, it well, well, white kids. When you're around your mothers, you curse like you're fucking their peers. <laughs> Fuck you, mom. I'll smoke in the house if I want to. What you fucking let Tad do it? Why? Because he's eating your pussy. Yeah, uh, so white kids in general curse. White kids have no limits. Um, we know what you say. Like Andy said, ugh. We get, why, what are you censoring that we don't know? It's ridiculous. When's the first time you cu- you cursed in front of your mom? How old were you? Oh, shit. Uh, I'm, what am I now, 44? Like 43? <laughs> I said damn in front of my mom when I was 11, and nothing happened. And I was like. I don't know if she heard it. Dude, I couldn't even do that slick trying to be funny shit. Shut the front door. <laughs> that was that was too close, nigga. No, I couldn't even get 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 away with that type of shit. I got I didn't even I I didn't make eye contact with her after I said it for like a day cuz I thought maybe I thought she didn't hear it. Right. Cuz I thought I was definitely going to get a beating. Yeah, and and in order to be progressive, uh it's not one of my shows how to get away with murder. But I was perusing through Netflix recently, and uh, I decided to kind of give it a glimpse. And there was a scene where I guess the two dudes who were into each other, I mean, damn near fatal attraction, fucking over the sink energy. I mean, ripping each other's shirts off, neck sucking, tongue kissing, hair grabbing. God, I'm... Take that out of prison, it's no good. No, <laughs> dude, I, 
And again, in an effort to be progressive, TV is going, look, this is the world we live in. They exist. The gays exist. You know, they, they, they got, you know, let's represent them the way we represent non-gays. Let's make it fair and balanced. And I, you know what? That's the way it should be. This is where I would need my Italian interpreter. But the fucking guys are fucking kissing each other. Grab it. What are we fucking watching here? They're watching two fucking animals. Go at it. I don't want to see that shit. Come on. Two fucking guys like two hungry fucking wild bears. I don't need this in my life. What do I know about it? Um, damn. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I think we're almost done. I wanted to get into the green book, but, and somebody else wrote it. it, Well, it's not the first time we've heard it, but somebody else wrote about how we should, I I, I can't find it, but somebody, oh, it was Mazin Awad. Somebody else wrote about how we need to do two, three episodes a week. Uh, I just don't know that we're ready for that. Um, and I was going to say, because I wanted to talk about the Green Book, but we could save that because that's... Uh, yeah, because then we're going to get into some more racial shit when we get into the Green Book then. Yeah. And uh-huh. we're trying to keep it light because... Uh, and we didn't talk about Trump because that's all that's on the news right now. So you guys talk amongst yourself. We'll get back to that. Um, what I do want to do that I promised I was going to do, uh, I got to support my baby. Uh, my daughter, Jazz Spears, she's 19 years old. She's got a group she's put together called Type 2. And it's her and this uh, white girl named Angel. And uh, and I always get nervous because as a parent, you don't want to, you don't want, it's it's so blasphemous as a parent to not support your child's dreams. But let's be honest. Most times, celebrity kids aren't as good as their parents. Um, It's very rare that celebrity kids turn out to have it like their parents. And whether your parent is famous or not, it's your job to support your kid, even if they stink. But God, it sucks to have to pretend. Um, and, I, and I'm going to be honest. When my daughter first start, started trying to rap, uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Uh, and I told her she needed to put in the work. But to her credit, she put in the work. They hired uh, a choreographer that used to work with Beyonce top-notch engineers, top-notch music director. They shot a video. They put together a song. And to promote my show in Irvine, I did uh, the J. Crew show from Power 106, who have now moved to the beat, 92.3. Um, and those guys show me so much love, man. We, we, we're really like family. So long story short, I have brought my daughter and her, her, her second half of her group, Angel, down there. They did a little interview. They played the song. Uh, when the song aired on the radio, they sent me the footage of them listening to it. And both my daughter and her partner cried. And it made me tear up. But even in the fucking in the radio studio, when I heard, when I actually, I mean, I heard the song before. But when I actually heard it, them playing it at the station, and I saw them, I was fighting it, man. I was fighting it. I was, I was, you know, I had onion sunglasses on, nigga. Because uh, you, you just go, holy shit, this is really, so, you know, you, 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 you feel proud. So I told my daughter, follow him on Instagram. It's uh, official type two. Um, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to play the song and just, you know, write in, tell me what you think. Uh, if you don't like it, don't be fucking brutal. Don't be an asshole. 
I'll come find out where you live. I'll send Connor after you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, without the song is called Wait a Minute. So without further ado, uh, check it out. Here we go. Make sure you support them. Official Type 2 Instagram. That's the PC, baby. Uh, man, it was nice. I uh, thank uh, St. Louis. Nigga, compliment my daughter first. Oh. I feel like a mobster. What the fuck? You compliment the girl first. Just trying to make the time here on the podcast. But yes, it was, a, it was a great song. All right, good. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, St. Louis. Yeah, thank you, St. Louis. Next week, we are in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and you know what it is. Uh... Avengers, here we come. Uh, Aerie Spears, Instagram, you know what it is. Uh, Aerie Spears, 45 and Hotmail. Done. Pussy ass, nickel.